right, welcome to the Real Deal Podcast. I'm Matty Marshall. This podcast brought to you by paintballaccess.com. And I'm pretty stoked because I have Konstantin Fedorov and Ryan Smith from Houston Heat here in the studio with us. Uh, Fedorov, how you doing, bud? I'm always good. Doing good? Doing yeah. good. Ryan, how you doing? I'm great. Doing great. So we were just uh, just having a little quick discussion before um, before we went live here. And it was a kind of about names, and we were kind of talking about how, um, you know, we have Ryan and, and Fedorov here, but we were talking about names. We were talking about how we wanted to get the other Russian guys in here, but they don't really speak English very well to yeah, do a podcast. So we're going to try to work on some, you know, Russian, maybe full, all, 100% Russian podcast, maybe. We'll see. But, but you know, we are talking about your name in particular and how you happen to have one of those names that rolls off people's tongues pretty easily, whereas, say, Mishka... You know, Mikhail Kreznov is like kind of a mouthful to pronounce, you know? Like yeah, you, have, you, have a, you have like an easy Russian name to pronounce, which is like a minor miracle in and yeah, of itself. especially like Sergei. He always like Shlishnikov and get, wow, why he spelled wrong? It's just Solnishko. I'll be like, and actually, yeah, I do the same thing. How right. exactly do, what is his name? How do you, you give me the f- official pronunciation Mishka of both. Mishka or Mishka first. Both. Mishka? Yeah. Like Mishka Knazev. No, but what's his first? Is it Mikhail? Michael? Yeah, Mikhail is like Russian one. Yeah. But you can call him Kiesnev. like Michael. Say it in Russian. Knezev. How is it again? Knezev. Knezev. Yeah. <laughs> See? It's, it's hard so, to pronounce for you. God, but. dude. Every time, every time I have to do the roster for either yeah. the Russian <laughs> Legion, or, I'm just like, okay, Chris, Lasoya, you got this one, man. Let's go. Just read off the names. Is it Mishan? Yeah, but a couple times. Huh? Mishan. Mishine, yeah, that's uh, how Yaya call him, Mishine. <laughs> it's kind of funny for us because Yaya tried to learn um, Mishka's name and after uh, Sergei. For Yaya, it took maybe a day. It's Solnishkov, Solnishkov, Solnishkov. And he all, all the time, he just repeated, repeated, repeated. And now he knows. So what is Sergei's last name? What's the official pronunciation of it? Sergei Solnishkov. Solnishkov? Solnishkov. Solnishkov. Yeah. So hard. And then Ryan Smith, Jesus, I don't know how we pronounce that yeah, one. It's that a is. tough one. There's only about <laughs> five of me that travel at a time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But Konstantin Fedorov, that's an easy one for people to. Uh, maybe you know me. Maybe that's why you never got a nickname. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, actually, like Daryl or Adam or Philly guys, they call me K Fed. It's kind of. It's yeah, that's a really easy you, way to call me. I've like called that. you K-Fed over the years too. But yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting. I think another one of the reasons that um, it was easier for people to, to remember your name back in the day was just as you were blowing up in the paintball world. Do you know who the other K-Fed is? K-Federline. Yeah. So at the <laughs> same time, that was Team Montresor telling. Me, yeah. Oh, I know. I know. Well, exactly that's why K-Fed. maybe it stuck in everyone's head though, because it was like, okay, there was another K-Fed that was like super famous. So there was like the paintball K-Fed. So yeah, it was just so it was... easy for everybody to remember. Like, who's that Russian kid running around shooting everyone on Red Legion now? It's like, oh, it's, that's that's Fedorov, K- Konstantin K-Fed. You know, we're like, oh, okay, easy. I can remember that. Yeah, but no problem. I, I don't know this guy, but Tim, tell me about this guy. The all the story. It's like boyfriend of Britney Spears. Britney Spears, I, yeah. Oh, my God. No, don't call me again, please. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really funny story about that. <laughs> You're like, just, yeah, Timmy just confused me a little bit. I just, mm, So right. when you first, so you didn't know that to start out with? No, no, no. First time I, I heard K-Fed and just K-Fed online. Um, uh, no clue what's going on. I mean, who's and, that guy? And then what did they say? Like, was it? Yeah, they tell me. So that's Britney Spears' boyfriend. I just... Nice. <laughs> 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 Superstar. <laughs> that was uh, really funny. So, 
one of the reasons that uh, I wanted to get you in here was because you guys both have unique stories and two completely different roads to where you guys are at right now. But, you know, Fedorov, it's like one of those things where I don't think a lot of people have heard your, you know, over the years people have seen, you know, or heard bits and pieces and they know where you came from. But it was quite the adventure, it seems like, you know, for you to kind of like, how did you, how did you find paintball? Like, how did this happen for you? Like, how did you get to where you are? Um, yeah, uh, I was young. I, I changed a lot of sports because my parents was wants me to put in a uh, soccer team, but it was back of the days USSR and all the schools was closed and I have to find another one. So I go basketball, volleyball, tennis and everything. I, I'm trying and I'm not being excited to play. And before paintball, I wore, um, light athletics. I run in for 400 meters, and we just go on the camp and play paintball for fun. And one coach like, seen us. All right, so let's play. So wait, you went to a camp for track and field for running? No, no, no. Um, Yeah, it was camp kind of just for fun. We go all our guys who running, and paintball was nearby this camp. So there was just a paintball field yeah, there? Yeah, just paintball field, and we're trying to play between our squads, like for a second, you know, the main main guys, but we were like sports squad. It's mm-hmm. kind of totally separate. Yeah. And all the people thought then we kind of maybe crazy or something like that. I don't know why. Well, how, how old were you at this time? I was 14, I guess, maybe 13. And how old are you now? 27. 27? Yeah, I jumped in a paintball around 15 16 okay and oh. <laughs> it's all good it's invincible yeah uh, and this coach i mean he just looked around how we're playing and he asked our coach what if we kind of split together two things you're running things and paintball let's maybe try to build a team and we kind of start practicing a little bit more and after I saw how Russian Legion play back of the days, all the tall guys, like, oh, my God, that's a legend. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, it was really funny because I look at them and it's, yeah, it's amazing. I want to try this so much. And I asked some girl ref in Russia because she knows every uh, every person in Russian Legion. And so there was a girl that you knew that knew everyone on Russian Legion? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And she tell me, all right, I talk with them. So, and she come back after two days. What year was this? Do you remember what year this was? Right around 2000? Um, yeah, something around that. Yeah, because I mean, sure. if, you were, if you're 27 now, I, so it was like 12 years ago is what you're saying? So 2000, 2001-ish? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Because my first event was in NXL. Remember the Nation Cup? It was my first year that I played in a big paintball. And... After I come to practice and... So you're 15. You show up to practice, 15 years old. Yeah, it was really funny because we have tryouts, kind of couple boys coming and we just start running, do some drills and, all right, you're good to go. Next next week we have a practice. So they, they give me a schedule and I started practicing. And the thing is, it was really nice to see because everyone support me and all the guys, like kind of pushing me mm-hmm. so you have to do it you have to do it they helped me a lot and after 
maybe one and a half or two years because I traveling with them, watching the games. It was seven months, and I just make all the game plans, look at how they're playing. And one time, the main guy, Sergey, you know. Because this is when Sergey, the owner of Moscow yep. Red Legion, he yep. was still playing at the time. The, uh, back in the days, yes. Yeah. And one time, he tell me, all right, you want to try it? Yes, yes, for sure. And we play, I remember this game, we played versus Strange. And I was in the middle, like back center or like, ex, not Xbox, like middle middle bunker. So you had, this is your first pro game that yeah, you, yeah. you never played. You were just traveling no, along. I was exciting to play. I was really, and I jump on the field, a whistle coming and everybody just running around. I just was, I couldn't see anyone. And, you know, I just looked around like, <laughs> oh, and I, I hear Mishka tell, all right, we need help. We need to take off this guy from the snake. And just, all right. And I just Just go. took off. No, I threw the middle. I just ran through the middle, and I bunkered two guys. I just, nobody, sh- nobody shoot me. And I just turned around, getting a lot of shots. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was my first time that I played pro series. So you bunkered somebody out in a big move. Yeah, in a, sm- in a uh, snake side. It was prophecy, dude. It was like, prophecy. Oh, my right God. Away. It was so See? amazing to feel. But, you know, I was confusing. I bunkered those guys. I didn't get a uh, shot of my body. I just turned around. And, said, and it's coming. And all the shots coming. Oh, my God. I have to play on. No. But no. I just, you know, it was first time, but it was exciting. Were they, were they happy that you made that move? Because that that's kind of a big yeah, move to make. Yeah, we won make. this game after it. And okay. after the owner kind of trusted me a little bit more and more, and he put me some games, and it was kind of my beginning of my career. Yeah. And where was that? Where was the first game that you played? Um, was that in the States or was that in Europe? No, it was in Europe. At like a Millennium event? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's maybe Campaign Cup. Campaign Cup? Maybe. In I don't remember the city, but yeah. it was amazing to feel. Yeah. Was it was it in the stadium when Campaign Cup was in the stadium? Yeah, it was. Was It was in the stadium? Yep. Yeah. Then or that maybe, was... I'm not really remember this. Maybe it's Sweden, maybe Campaign Cup, but okay. it's still. For me, it's a big game and I remember... This exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah this for time sure. was like amazing first time I played versus pro team, and that's oh my god. Yeah, I can do it. And you're saying this is like 2002. Yeah, or? it sounds like that because I, I was traveling with Russian Legion around one and a half or two years, and I just watching how they're playing. I and owner tell me you have to sign uh, right on the layouts all the all the game plans how we play versus. Like another team. So you did that for two seasons? Yeah, I just draw it, you know. So you were the little ki- like kid that they yeah. just brought around everywhere? Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. cl- carry my bag. Here, write all yeah, this stuff. It down. was something like that, but <laughs> I have to care about my uh, layout, so I have to draw how, how team plays. Ah, so you were within the coaching staff of the, of, mm-hmm. of Moscow like before spying. then. <laughs> so are, do you, are you originally from Moscow then, or where'd you I grow up? I was born up? around, Mo- I mean, outside of Moscow. Like in a I, suburb outside of Moscow, kind of like... Like it's a, not far, but it's like 30 minutes away. Okay. What's the name of that town? Balashika. Balashika? Balashika. Balashika. Yeah. God, so, <laughs> I am so bad at the Russian pronunciation. Like, terrible at it. it. Uh, I'm not much better. <laughs> at all. Well, you get a little more practice, I think, right? Hanging no. out with these guys. No. Some words they know. It's like, you know, if people come in different countries, they know exactly the bad words first. Not oh, yeah. bad one. words. I yeah. mean, like when I was playing with Joy Division, you know, yeah, for, I remember the same. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> we just learned all the bad words and then how to say just really 
terrible things yep. to girls at bars, essentially, is what, you know, because then you know how it is. All but the guys are like, go, this go say this, go oh, say yeah. this. But what does that mean? It means you're very pretty. We'll tell you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> you go Especially get really pretty in a dirty way. <laughs> yeah. I've... All the European teams, especially Joy Division, they know it's Nazdarovia. That means cheers. Mm-hmm. And everybody, all right, let's do it. Let's drink something. Nazdarovia. And we're just getting drunk. It oh, was- I know. I've drank with the Russians before. <laughs> Don't drink vodka with Russians. That should no. just be like, I mean, it's great, Like, but they can drink yeah. some vodka. So you need to be prepared, you yeah, know, for sure. It is. <laughs> so... Um, so was it in uh, – so the camp that you went to, was that in Moscow or was that out in the same area that you, you're from outside of Moscow or – The camp was like three hours away from Moscow. Okay. And it was really nice camp. And then uh, – and I mean do you – like what do your parents do? Like did you – like where did – what – is it like a nice part of town that you grew up in or – It's really a small town. It's – I mean I'm kind of not prefer – to live in that town. Because it's too small? Yeah, because you couldn't find what you exactly want to do, you know? You just can walk around, just hang out with your friends, but nothing more. Well, what did you want to... I mean, I'm sure a pro paintball player was not like when you were 14 or 12 or whatever, and they were like, what do you want to be when you grow up, you know? And I don't think probably pro paintball player was what you thought you were going to be, even though that's what you are, you know? Yes, but I, I couldn't believe that I can, like, you know, make money with a paintball because... At that time, when I was young, my parents just asked me, so what do you want to do? And I, I don't know. I want to just play paintball and just study. We'll see what's going to happen after 18. Mm-hmm. And after I kind of going better and better and my stats going up and I just follow it. When and did you finally realize like, wow, I, I think I could make a living at this? Like when did that become a reality for you? Like what age? It was maybe 2005 or six, something like that. Mm-hmm. It was NXL. No, yeah, it was NXL, I guess. Mm-hmm. The first time, and then I played with NXL. Because did you move then into Moscow and start training at the facility with everyone? Yeah, I moved to Moscow. I rent my apartment with my friends, so I can go on the practice. I can go study, and have to go back to house. I mean, to apartment. So it's my life going crazy because at the beginning I was in a school it's hour away from Moscow so I go to school my parents brought all my stuff after the school I jump in the bus traveling two and a half hour to the practice because it's bus plus train and I practice in <laughs> You're just boring the shit out yeah, of me yeah. right now. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm into it though. I'm I'm, I'm listening. Yeah. Two hours there, two hours that. Stay with us, bud. I'm we, into it. I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go out big time last night or something? No. Or? Okay. Woke up late this morning. <laughs> I didn't have my nap. <laughs> All right, don't worry. We'll get to your story in a second. Oh, don't I'm worry. Yeah, don't worry. That one bit. And I kept to practice three hours, and after practice, I coming back to my apartment around 11 or 12 middle night and I have to wake up at 6 a.m. and go to my uh, university going after that again and practice and my pa- parents really really helped me with that they kind of pushing me harder and harder so we can do it and real nice yeah to feel then somebody can care about you what so this is at university that you were trying to study for or is this this is it when was you're just going school to just plus regular university school? oh okay so it's kind of like kind of 
studying in school after I'm done with school I jump in the university at the same time I have to play in paintball mm-hmm. so it's all the time I'm traveling yeah which is tough I yeah, yeah. I went, I tra- and I have to like rent my apartment because I don't have a job at this time yeah my parents helped me a little bit and after I kind of start working and find the money so when did paintball become a living for you like when did that happen Mm, guess Russians don't keep track of years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just first time the Legion gave me contract. It was around five hundred dollars, and it's I don't know. It, I like guess five hundred dollars signing bonus, or like five hundred dollars a month. A month. A month it at was the time. A month. Yeah, it was, was just when you were money still time. a teenager, though. Or yeah, yeah. yeah. But now, just to put things in perspective, now because I because I remember um, uh, Sergey, the owner, not Sergey, your buddy that plays mm-hmm. on Heat with you guys, but Sergey, the owner of the Russians. We had a clinic in Majorca, and we had just started um, Excessive at the time, and so Sergey was at the clinic scouting for players, and he came up to me and Davey and was like, me and Davey Williamson at the time, and he was like, hey, do you want to come play for the Russian Legion? And we had just started Excessive, and I had like personal sponsorships, and I was like, from yeah, San Diego, yeah, yeah. so I was like, no, thanks, dude, thanks, but no <laughs> thanks. But he was saying, he's like, yeah, it's, uh, I can't remember, I think it was like two grand a month or something, Jeez. and but you ha- but we would have had to move to Moscow at the time. And he's like, oh, you know, we may, you know, make, other considerations for different players, but that was what it was at the time. And that was in 2004, I think. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure what, how, how it is these days, but, um, I don't know. Have you talked with Marcelo? What did he, I just don't know what he had to go through. Cause you probably compare the two. Well, the thing with Marcelo is that I don't, I think he was just getting guns. I mean, I'm sure he was getting some money too, but the, but the thing was, is that there, there was a the transition because before they brought all, you know, there was a time period. I mean, in your, you know, obviously one of the like stars they raised up, but they mm-hmm. imported a bunch of guys like Miko, you know, who came in and he ended up playing on you know, the Ironman and tons of guys, the Blonskis and, yeah. you know, I mean, there's been a decent amount of guys that have gone through that, but at first they had to go and like, at least they, at first they had to, you had to move and live there. Yeah. And then after a while, then it was like, no, you can just come out for, you know, a couple weeks at a time. And then it was like, no, well, we're just going to fly to the States and have a two week practice. Yep. Was that cool with you guys that like lived there at the time? Or you were like, this is bullshit, dude. Like we have to live and train here this entire time. And like, they can just fly in for two weeks at a time. I mean, was like, I don't know. Was that cool or? You mean in, in Moscow, right? Yeah, for you guys, the guys that like were the homegrown players, you know. Um, Did you like living there and going there every day? You know, I kind of. I'm traveling right now a lot, and I know a lot of cities what I prefer, but I not prefer Moscow because traffic in Moscow is so bad; it's killing. <laughs> I, me. See your, I see your Instagram pictures <laughs> too. We were talking about it yesterday. <laughs> because what I have to do at the morning, I have to check the map and it's kind of it's going green yellow or red or dark red and sometimes i spend 40 kilometers for three and a half hour for 40 kilometers yep well the other day the four person wreck they were saying yeah one yeah, of yeah. sergey's friends went like 450 meters in two and a half hours yeah so actually like, like two days ago it was really really insane um 
You guys must the, spend a shit ton of time like on your phone. 13, yeah, like, yeah, 1,300. Yeah, 1,300 feet, two and a half hours. We have a in the car. 1,300 feet, two and a half hours. Yep. And the thing is, the people count two days ago was traffic so bad because snow coming. And it's a lot of crash and, like, you know, messed up. And they counting. It was 3,500 meters traffic. It's this, the, um, distance. This, yeah, distance between Moscow and Madrid. No way. Yeah, it's total around the Moscow. But you know, the Moscow have like four circles. Yeah. It's like total thing. So the traffic there is just ridiculous it's, now. Yeah. Dude, is there no public transportation there? Or? It is, but it's so crawly. <laughs> it's crowded it's, too. Yeah. Really? Sometimes I put the picture from subway. It's do people live anywhere else in Russia other than Moscow? No, Why is everyone in Moscow? <laughs> is it just like a trillion people in the city now, or what? Uh, I don't know. You why? Know, why is the traffic so bad there? I mean, I know traffic's bad in every. I mean, you know, you go no, to Dallas Moscow, or it's a huge town. It's like downtown, and people come in there to make money. You know, we, before we have USSR. Now we have Russia and USSR around, kind of. Yeah. And all these people from other countries come into the Moscow. And right now, it's it's weird. Just I mean, silly. It's, just yeah, it's insane. I, that's why I'm not prefer to live there. But I know exactly my job is in Moscow, and I have to do it. Plus, I'm traveling. So, all right. I move out from Moscow to my... Um, Parents, because I don't want a rental. Do you have? Uh, oh, so you're living? Yeah, I back to uh, parents, and right now I think about buy apartment because I, I just you know parents couldn't see me, and I have to do my personal life. So yeah, that's what I have does. To the do. money still? Because that was one of the things I want to bring up earlier was that you know people might be like, oh, five hundred bucks a month. That's not really that much money, or two grand. Like, I mean, yeah, if you're not making any money, two grand's good money. Yeah. But at the time, ten years ago, two grand a month in Moscow was like making. You know, I mean, that was like making six thousand dollars living in San Diego. Yeah. You know, I mean, is it still? Or is it getting closer over there? Or is that not that? No, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> is it still like a, a bunch of? You know, it's it's really hard to find real nice job because right now, if you have a big friend in any company, you can jump in any position. If you have good money, he can cover you. But if you're getting fired, <laughs> you messed up. You, you, I mean, it's really hard to live there. Yeah. There's a lot of people who can work for a cheaper price. A lot of competition for the jobs. Is it like also very much, um, you know, who you know? Like, oh, you know, this guy can get you in a job here. I mean, is it, is that, is it like that yep. over there yep, big time? Is. But at the same time, you can, you know, you can, um, if you have a friend and he can put you in any company, this company probably teach you how to work. It doesn't mean then you finish like university of math or like about the law. It doesn't matter. They teach you how to work and you can kind of year by year, you kind of make another huge step and make mm -hmm. another nice money. So you have another job besides all the paintball stuff that you do. Yep. You have right like now we start working on that. So I feel very, very nice. Yeah. They, and they don't care that you play for like they Art actually Chaos tell and me Houston that, yeah. Heat and like they tell me you can play paintball, but I mean that's uh, owner of Art Chaos give it to us. Oh okay, all right. So it's kind so of yeah, again, there you go. It's but like, right now it's like my job in Mishka's job is real nice because we can communicate with the people, so we build something new, and he really, really wants to do something new in a paintball life. So what, is it a paintball business that you guys work at now? or It's like both things. Okay. 
What is, I mean, does he own, what company does he own? I mean, what sort of like... Yeah, a lot of companies. A lot of companies. Yeah, but yeah, you know, he, he invests a lot of companies. He's a really nice businessman. He, but the main, oh, maybe I don't have to say it, but I say <laughs> the main, um, his business, it's like gas, I mean, oil. Okay. And he feels pretty much... But he just loves good. paintball, right? He'll love it. Yeah. He'll love to feel, um, you know, I don't know, like, a lot of adrenaline, how it's coming, because mm-hmm. he, I don't know why, but he built a team and he covered and he would like to play with us. And he tell me and Mishka, so this year, you four and nine, going to play all the games. And, all right. So it's you, Mishka, Sergey. No, no, not Sergey. Uh, Bernikov, right? Yeah, Bernikov and Vasya Pontilev. Okay. But right now they have some, I don't know. Some little problems between Arkeos and Russian Legion. Okay. Back and forth all the well, time between uh, the contracts and everything. Okay, well, let's talk about that real quick because not no one really knows in the States, no one really knows anything about like what's going on in Europe, essentially. Yeah. You know, and I, so, Arkeos, tell me more about Arkeos before we get to Heat because at least we got Heat you guys here. But since I got you here, this you is know. like your insider to the Europe. Yeah, world. exactly. Give us the inside scoop. W- what's going on in, with the European paintball team on the scene right now? About our chaos or all the teams? Just start with our chaos. So our chaos that you guys won the championship last yep. year. Okay. Two, two years in a row. Two years in a row. Yeah. How many the events did you win? Uh, last year? Yeah. I was. It was like really hard year because between us and Dynasty, mm-hmm. we kind of fight all year long. And I, I don't remember how many we won, but it doesn't matter. But it was really nice to feel that Dynasty come on this event and for us. It's the main thing because it's kind of our chaos, not a Houston hit, and we have to play versus Dynasty. And all the time, owner, all right, let's do it, let's do it. And we kind of do it. And the last event between us and Dynasty was like 20, 26 points. And somebody cut Dynasty in the prelim games, and we just, oh, my God. It was really surprised that somebody can beat Dynasty in this game because all year long, us and them, we got really tight in the scoreboard, and it just happened, and we just, that's that's it. We that's won. a gift. I mean, yeah. we have to take it, Yeah. and we took first place, and we took the series. And But Archaos is kind of different team. For me, it's a really good friend right now with owner like Mishka, and we've been in sailing together. It was a real nice time. But like a person, he was a real nice guy. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's just interesting. It's like, you know, it's like your dad. You know, just the, paintball very much has, I call them paintball patrons. Because back in the day, you know, the only reason that we even know the names Michelangelo or Raphael or Leonardo da Vinci, the only reason you even know who those people are and they were able to create great art was because rich merchants were like, you know what? Paint a picture of my sister. Yep. You know what? We need. I've got this building. I need you to put a mural on this bitch right here. Put a gigantic mural right here. Yep. You know, so it's – and so we wouldn't have these giant teams if we didn't have these guys who are successful businessmen who are like, you know what? But that's every pro sport. It you is, know, that's really every really single pro not, sport, man. Not exactly because one person may yeah, like own exactly the team, but they have like outside sponsor. Right, like Coca-Cola or like let's say any other sponsor, the big sponsor, mm-hmm. they sponsor all the series, and the series have money for like let's yeah, say yeah, it's a little different for over in Europe, isn't it? They got, I mean, Malaysia, they got actual 
companies are sponsoring They have support, events, yeah, outside of paintball. So that's the difference between paintball because I'm surprised right now that, that I mean, other big companies, not like domestic paintball companies, other companies don't want to support it. I think we'll get there. That, I mean, that, dude, that's the whole reason we're doing the webcast. That's the whole yeah, reason yeah, that's we're doing really what we're doing I mean, is, this is yeah. to build something that people can look at and go, if you're Coke or you're an energy drink company, you could be like, yeah, we could sponsor that webcast. But that's it starts with that, with that guy who wants to supply a team, make a team, who like, likes that adrenaline rush, and then it goes into the development of the series and all of those factories that make the products, and then you got to break into the outside world, yeah. which is what you're trying to do. Totally. So absolutely. And you need all those elements, but yep. it, it, but it is, you know, I, you just had kind of put your hats off to those guys. Cause it's, you know, that's kind of the story of a lot of those big teams, but that's the thing with our chaos is like, not a lot of people know, you know, they've heard the name and, Oh, that, this team that like, you know, Oh, Malloy Fedorov, that's who they play for in Europe. Yep. That's it, man. That's all people over here in the States know. So I'm trying to get, you know, the, the, the public here to have a little bit more information about the team so they can mm -hmm. kind of, you know, be interested cause it's cool. It's a cool story. Yeah, you but know? the thing about Arceus, because um, I've been playing with SK Moscow before, mm -hmm. and Mishka already uh, in CPL League, this is Champion Professional League, mm -hmm. and they have like semi-pro league. And Arceus played in semi-pro league with Mishka already, and mm -hmm. I play versus, um, no, not versus, I mean, I play with SK Moscow in the CPL. Mm -hmm. And after they took the title in SPL, they have to jump in CPL. It's CPL. Yeah, mm -hmm. and owners talk, talk with me about, so you want to play with us or not? And at the same time, SK Moscow, like, break up so and I alright why not and I jump in the Arceus and three years in a row they, they have a title the first one SPL second year was CPL the champion professional league mm -hmm. and this year also we took the first place and the really nice for us it's really nice I mean we took like Two, two years in a row championship. What a great year for you, bro. Playing yeah, Houston I mean, Heat, winning all the tournaments over here. And actually, it's really funny because CPS League also, there's Italian League, and uh -huh. we took this series also. So the CPS, Millennium, and PSP, it was like amazing year for me. It was insane. Yeah. You know, I, I couldn't say anything. It just You just have to feel it. I mean, especially with... But my dream, like always, it was PSP. It's the main league. And well, it's the, the big, big leagues. Yeah, you know, it's, it's the biggest. I mean, there's... Like a lot of really, really good players. Like, I mean, maybe legends sometimes, but I mean, you're still good with that, and you just have to feel it. Yeah, that was really nice. To, I mean, with Houston, he we did it the first year. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's for me. It was like I'm really crying because first year, because you know, um, after we left Legion, a lot of like wars back and forth. So they couldn't do it. That's a new team or. Like, you know, the three guys by himself, so no, it doesn't work. But after we meet the guys from the first time in Houston, all the Heat guys, and oh my God, some people, I don't know where they come from, you know, I know Nick, Slavia, Kiaia, just, oh, <laughs> yeah, you tell me, you owe me the World Cup, I just, all right, whatever. <laughs> it was really funny. And after the Randy, it just, you know, you know, a lot of things about everyone. He kind of scouted everyone and he built this team and split together, not like a team, like a family. Mm -hmm. And it's really good work for him. It's not just like, I mean, it is a superstar team, but it's not like a, a superstar team where it's everybody does the same thing, everybody plays the same position. It's like a superstar <laughs> team where it's like the best from every spot that could benefit to all make one 
like one unit that works well together. Mm-hmm. So it's not like everybody's button heads. There's somebody controlling it. There's somebody that's can go off and do their own thing, take somebody with them, teach them. There's there's guys that can do everything in the game all mixed together in one pot. Mm-hmm. So well, let, let's get down. Let's talk about heat real quick. I, I do want to hear more about how when you transitioned over to playing for Philly and then kind of intervening those years too. But but let's talk about heat. So where did the dream for Houston Heat really come from? Uh, and well, it, uh, your side of the story. Because well, <laughs> I've, heard, it's I've, heard, I've heard yeah, yeah's and I've heard, I've heard all that. I've heard that side, and it's a great story. Well, I don't you know. know. Yeah, yeah, plays stuff up a lot more than I do. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, speaks so fast. Yeah, he talks really fast. Yeah, too. he does. Yeah, um, really? For me, that must be hard for you because you dress. I tell the funny wait, wait, story. Wait, say that again. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. first and I tell Go, the story yeah. about Yaya. No, no, he talks so fast. It's, <laughs> you tell him your story. It's uh, about Yaya? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and sometimes we live in one room. Like, <laughs> And it, this guy, unbelievable sometimes. He wake up like 4 a.m. It was deep dream. And he just wake up. Audio! Audio! It was like, what are you talking about? Oh, uh, you know, Mishka sometimes he came in the phone and said, Oreo, no Oreo, it's hello. <laughs> <laughs> was just in Russian. Well, he started yelling. But he thought it, it sounds like Oreo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 it is. And sometimes he just like, all right, are you woke up? Are you still sleeping, dude? Can you sleep a little more? It's 4 a.m. No, wake up. Take shower, oh. just drop something on the so floor. So yeah, yeah, it's one of those guys that if he's up, everybody's up. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, he, I hate wants, that. To, he wants to wake everybody up. But as soon as everybody is up, he'll go back into bed and go yep. to sleep. No way. So yep. he will yeah, like he dick. will wake everybody up. Everybody be like, seriously, drug me out of bed, and then yeah, yeah, he'll go. He just go back and go. I breakfast. I'm tired. Let's no, go actually, it's real nice. You know, um, he he kind of. Um, I mean, I didn't know this guy. I just know him in the Houston <laughs> King. And yeah. you know, for me, it's really nice person. I never seen before that yeah, great some guy do like a lot of crazy things in one time. Because if he look at something or somebody, he start talking about it. <laughs> That's really funny. And sometimes he's just like look at that doorknob over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, this door really nice. Are you drinking some coffee? Oh, sweet. Yeah, what kind of coffee is that? He's a yeah, guy that taught him all the bad funny. stuff too. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I mean. I love this guy. I mean, he's a really good guy and good friend. I love him. Yeah, great guy. Great guy. But, you know, personality. That's one of the cool things about the sport, though, is that there's so many interesting oh, personalities. Yeah. Sure. All right, but so, all right, Houston Heat, bring, uh, bring us in. I just started playing, I don't remember how old, like 8 to 10. We played one time team building with my dad and his company. He works for UPS. Uh, we just, he took all of his guys out for team building, and I went out there and played with them. First time. Had he played before? He had played once before, okay. I believe. First time I played, got shot in the arm. It bounced, and I called myself out because it hurt. I was like, <laughs> forget this. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm done. And then it kind of just, it was all downhill from there. It's just get sucked into it. You know, you buy your first gun. I remember that. I still have it, actually. It's Black Dragon. I don't know if anybody's ever even heard of those. but They don't even know if they make them anymore. Yeah, but, yeah. I had the old, yeah, the old Revy Hopper. I think I still got that somewhere, too. And then we moved to Chicago and got together with some friends in school and started playing with them and played three-man for, I don't know, three years or so and actually uh, went to the PSP in Chicago when it was at Bolingbrook, mm-hmm. the best event I thought there was, like the, that I've ever seen. I thought it kind of beat out World Cup just because the ground was good. There was stuff to do around there. It was 
just about the same amount of teams, right? I mean, Chicago. Uh, close. Chicago, Chicago and World always, Cup have always been. Chicago and World Cup have always been the two biggest events. Yeah. So, so. yeah. Um, and at the time, I didn't even know there was a prof- professional team out of Chicago. I'd always go. I went and watched for three years and never knew that Aftershock was there. Get out of here. Yeah. So oh, it man. was it was kind of one of those things where I wasn't really like completely into it. I didn't get all sucked into the logistics and all the drama and all that. I'd just go to watch to to watch it and have fun. And eventually started playing five man out at the Badlands. I'm sure most people know where that's at. And got to playing PSP and started Division Four and worked my way up. So distortion, right? Yep, distortion. Yeah, it was because I remember hearing about distortion. Oh God, this was obviously a long time ago, but. Maybe like four or five years ago, I started hearing about Distortion and yep. then kind of just kept plugging away. And every now and then, you know, you'd like, oh, every now and then, D, you know, D, oh, who's doing well in D3, you know? Yeah, that's, that <laughs> oh, was, yeah, Distortion. You heard Distortion? Now, nah, where the hell are they from? You that know, was, that was us. It was uh, started with some good friends in school and it's same concept as Houston Heat, you know, based off tight knit group people, like, don't hold the open tryouts, you know get buddies that you like and kind of work like somebody be like oh yeah there's this guy that I think is good he might work with us and we kind of work him in and we just built up squad we played five man moved up every year you know to keep that intensity and keep the learning curve going mm-hmm. we'd always finish decently in the season so and then whenever they did the whole rule change about the point system we actually got moved from d3 five man to d2 x ball we just got thrown right in the mix there so that first year was definitely tough trying to learn that, but uh, it worked out good. And then I guess that's when you started hearing of us, kind of. We just, mm-hmm. it was like third, fourth, third, second, all those events, and we just could never get the first until World Cup two years ago. And uh, it was good. We also played CXPL. We had uh, seven guys, I believe, from Distortion and then some from Aftershock. And w- what did you play as, what was the name of the team up in C- when we won the first year, it was wins our lockdown. Okay, yeah, because I know the names all change every time someone goes up into this, in, into the the northern reaches. Yeah, the names change, but it was actually we. Uh, it was to the point where we, you guys had just started doing the podcast, doing some divisional games here and there, and we were playing like yeah, half oh, a that's match. That's my time. <laughs> yeah, we were playing like half a match with D two, and then my dad'd be like, "All right, you gotta go over and you gotta play CXBL." So World Cup two years ago, we were playing nonstop. I think. I don't know, we, calc- we calculated it. It was close to, I think, I don't even remember how many points. It was, was probably... It, do we do we web And we webcast that. Didn't we webcast yeah, that? Yeah, you webcasted the the CXBL and the D2 finals. Yeah. It was, like, back-to-back really quick. We had to do them, and it was, I think we calculated somewhere around 90 points of paintball, maybe, in that span of the World Cup that we Well, played. it's funny, too, because I didn't know we had to do the uh, that game. And then, <laughs> so, when that came within the schedule, it's like... You know, oh, all right, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, we'll be right back after this, blah, blah, blah. And then we come back, and, they're, and, and I get off, and I'm like, dude, I'm so exhausted. Because it's tiring to do that webcast. Oh, yeah, for You're sure. talking for eight hours a day. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, so, you know, sometimes you and Todd do the, like, all the stats about the players. You oh. guys kind of tired to totally, like, uh, sometimes... <laughs> Mm, yeah, it's confusing, <laughs> dude. Yep. I ch- challenge anyone to try to get up and talk oh, about no, anything for eight hours straight. Ridiculous. Yeah, and then one day we did it like an eleven and a half hour day not oh too long God. ago. I think that was that. So what long. tournament was that? Uh, doesn't Phoenix? I can't remember. Anyway, I just trying to think about it. I just like I, if because you, you yep. think about it, that's when it starts sitting. But that was one of those times where it was like, all right, now we got to do the Canadian X ball, and I'm and they're like, it's full twenty five minute halves. Yeah, and I'm just like. 
I'm yeah. gonna die. I'm not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose my voice. I was like, I'm like, how am I gonna get through this? I was like, I need coffee and I need cough drops now. They're, they're <laughs> legit long games. So no, long. I mean, 15 balls a second. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like old school it's, NXL. Yeah, it's, it's the old school NXL, and that's that's why part of we chose to do it. Like, it was like, oh man, 15 balls a second. Like we played. D four five man like this. It's been four or five years since we've done this. Yeah, and but remember, okay, remember, okay, fifteen balls a second. That's fast. Do you remember back when it was uncapped? Were you playing at that time? Jason, like, did you play bit. the first year of the NXL? No, no BPS limit. Jason, talked did you to play us in two thousand and three? We play. I guess it was open division because it was open okay. Di- yeah, NXL that's right. Open yeah, because we play versus Dynasty and we beat them this first time. Then we took the title. Yeah, I remember that. You, so you guys played in the open division. I can't remember if it was, but it was. I think it was uncapped for you guys. Remember how fast those damn gunshot back in two? Dude, were you playing in 2003? I'm um, 2003. Did you, did you play this one team? of the first time. I'm trying to remember. Jason and Nick talk about it. They say like you can't you can't go to the corner. You can't do anything, bro. It's like, yeah, t- yeah, yeah, bars, no, no, yeah, bro. Like I mean, free. I already played with Blue Jean. Yeah, I remember. I remember the first year. It was 2000, 2004. And it was like no, 40, it was 2005 degrees. It was the rule. Or yeah. Not? Well, <laughs> start with like almost a barrel. Yeah, I, know, I can't I don't remember, remember what it was. No, yeah, it was that for a little while. But the, I remember the last – because that season there was a big arms race in 2003, huge arms race. So all the guns just started shooting ridiculous. Yeah. And it was getting to the point where we were like, dude, do we need to have a union? Like well, this is getting kind of dangerous out here. I mean like hardcore guys like Mr. You are saying like somebody's going to get killed. Yeah. You know, we'd uh, get together and have these conversations because I remember when I first got the first DM4 like, because I had the, the, the old school matrixes and I had like a single trigger one. Yeah. And then so I didn't have like the ridiculous machine guns. And that year yeah. Bob Long's team was really good because they were just – out there with the dwells shooting 330 yep. Yep. and like shooting 25 balls a sec just chainsaws out there yep. and uh and i remember getting my first dm4 and uh so that you know that was a big upgrade and it had the one of the aggie eyes in there remember aggie from yeah, yeah. so it had like the very guy. first eye system for yep. that and it was just dude it was i mean that's where we came up with the term like shooting a laser beam you know yeah. because the paintballs are literally like an inch from each other yeah, can't do it. yeah. i mean yeah you ain't making dude i was like I was like, how how are you guys how are you missing anybody with this gun? <laughs> yeah. How are you not shooting that guy to pieces every single time he so goes right out to the I'm corner? Big boy, yeah. I have to figure out how you guys shooting. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, God, no wonder all these you know, all these midget Filipino dudes running around on Bob Long's oh, yeah. team murdering everyone yeah. by like he's joysticking them down the sidelines and they've got these machine guns, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. It is. That was that was so I can understand the allure of trying to play. But it was crazy. I mean, that's it's a whole different game at that point. Oh yeah, you can. I mean, well, you can get down points. Like PSP now, you don't have any time to hardly adjust. Like, mm-hmm. You got a game or two maybe, and then it's like you go down four four points if you want, and still have an hours worth. It of just sometimes left. like two percentage maybe at the time. Yeah. Like then people can bring it back the points. Dude, you go down three points. Well, no, it's, it's that's the thing. Is the schedule is like tough. Um, for us, you know, and yeah. I mean, that was like the whole champions and challengers thing. I mean, a lot of that came about, I, I think it's a good idea regardless of the situation, yeah. but when you look at the situation, it's like, okay, well, you know, okay. So we have, cause there's a lot of different ways to look at this. Some people were, okay, we have 15 teams, right? So 15 teams now, yeah. just like we did or 14 at world cup, we have 15 teams now. Okay. Well, 15 teams, you can't do that in three days. You no. can, but only if you go to three game prelims. Yeah. Who wants to play three game prelims? That's not enough paintball, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of, for me, it's really strange because, you know, if they kind of follow, it seems like they follow in soccer, like tables it's and things. Similar. But the thing is, what I doesn't like because they do is for the full year. Mm-hmm. But you do 
every event. I know. That's the no, thing. That's what I like about it. But the three like game is not enough. I mean, no, it's, well, no, it's, well, so that, that's what I'm saying. So, like, if you like, let's take this logically. So, we start with okay, we have 15 teams. Some people were like, well, we shouldn't let these new teams in. Well, really? Like, something that wants to organically yeah, grow, we're going to no, not let it grow. Yeah, it's the only way to do yeah. I mean, you got to pay. If, 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 we want PayPal to grow. You're we hurting yourself if you don't. Right. Exactly. So, okay, that's not the road. We don't want to go down not letting, yeah. you know, ever, you know, letting those particular teams play. So, like, okay. Then, then it comes to, okay, well, then do we have four-day events? Well, the problem with four-day events, like four full-on you know, days of event, is that if you, you know, not everyone can take all that time off work. Yeah. So that's literally going to force a lot of hardcore guys that are on that edge of barely fitting it in as it stands right now. They're not oh, going to yeah. be able to play anymore. So we're going to lose some pro players, essentially. Yeah. So you can't – and also for our broadcast, like, you know how expensive it is for us to do four oh. days of a broadcast? Yeah, that's what I mean. That's why we need outside sponsors. I know. Well, that. that's – but we're trying. You know, I mean, we're getting – but things take time, yeah. you know. So, yeah, we definitely need outside sponsors. So, yeah, I, I do, so we're going to do four days. But anyway, so it's like – so we can't not let people in. We can't have three-game prelims, and we can't have – Four days finding that way through. Okay, so what do we do? But then you know, when like when Lane first told me the idea, I was like, it's different. So at first, I was like, whoa, wait a second, you know. But then I started thinking about it, and I was like, hell yeah, dude! That because ultimately things like you know, dude, this is 2013, man. If things aren't interesting and entertaining, do you think anyone's gonna give? No, no one's gonna care, right? So even though it is a little treacherous and it's a little scary. That's what makes it it's exciting. Just, it's just different, and people don't like exactly. different things. They don't like change, but yeah. it ultimately is going to happen. I mean, you look at basketball. It used to be played with a basket, like a, an actual wooden <laughs> basket hung up. So, I mean, and now you're playing with a, me- a net. So it's, totally. it's just – it's those things where – it, I mean, every sport starts out like this. Every sport has yeah. to develop, and that's the times that w- technically we're going through, and it's the people that – we won't probably ever get recognized. We might in histories if it grows that big, which mm-hmm. hopefully it does. But it's like these are the people that you're going to get looked at crazy. People are going to be like, oh, "Who you're doing? What? What are you doing? No, yeah. you got to go to school, do something with your life." But it's, it's you got to have the crazy people that will give up that stuff to go try to make it big one day for some kid that dreams about it. Well, think about it this way: Imagine you were living in Nebraska in 1880s, and your father's, your parents were farmers. And you were the stud baseball player, right? Yeah. You're just killing it, right? And somebody that owns a factory in Chicago making chewing gum decide, you know, they have a, they've got a professional <laughs> yeah. football team or baseball team. So they're like, hey, you know, cornfed crazy dude that from Nebraska, like, you want to come work in my factory and like play on my pro baseball team? And then you go to your parents who are farmers in the 1880s in Nebraska and you go, uh, so I think I'm going to move to Chicago and play <laughs> professional baseball. They'd be like, are you cool? yeah, exactly. baseball? You mean that stupid game you guys play on the cornfields after church on Sundays? Yeah. Oh, Aww. hell no. No, uh-uh. <laughs> you're going to run the farm, you know? So it's, but now those are our gods. Those are the people yep. that, you know, I mean, it's so, it's, yeah, it's I, insane how big is the seller of the baseball for me, especially because I'm kind of not, not really big fan of baseball. I like, I prefer more like American football or hockey, but it's sometimes it just, really crazy how how big is this but they have but the reason why is because they have generational interest built in been around for five generations now you know baseball's been around professionally since the 1880s 1890s you know so um that's a long period of time for people to build certain interests and for it to get institutionalized into how things are bought and sold you know and how things are marketed and that's how those sports work 
So we're, we're, we need to get there, you know? And so when I, when you look at this new champions and challengers thing is like, well, what do we, what does paintball need actually more than anything? I mean, now that we have a webcast and we have, you know, a professional, something that people can see to tune yep. into that's, in, that's interesting it, or that it's at least visually appealing and professional looking enough for yep. them to accept for it. it. To catch an eye. And, exactly. Yeah. For them. Perfect. Catch an eye. But now what do we need? Thank you guys for tuning into part one here, the real deal podcast with Ryan Smith and Constantine Fedoroff from world champions, Houston heat. Make sure to check out paintballaccess.com for all the inside scoop on what's going on in the sport tricks tips insight stories everything that's going on behind the scenes see you guys next time